And here's what I want to ask you. What is holding you back? What is the thing that's holding you back from going after your dreams and from finding meaningful work you love? Aren't you ready to wake up to the possibilities that are in your life and go after the things you've dreamt of? It's time for you to feel alive again, lit up, and for you to know that you're deserving and you are worthy for the future that's waiting for you. I want you to feel fulfilled and find abundance in your life. I think it's time and I'm ready to help you get started. Now I'm your host, Kristen, of Building a Life You Love. And each week on the show, we're going to help you figure out how you do go after your dreams and find work you love. Here we go. Let's get started. On today's episode, we're going to talk about an author and a speaker who will share with you how journaling has really changed her life, given her clarity, helped her see, you know, what was making her frustrated in a different way, in a way that she could actually deal with it, and then figure out what habits can serve us best, and then how we go with our gut, how we understand what it is we really want, and then how we keep on moving forward and going um, going after it. So let's jump right in. Hi, today on the show, I would like to welcome Lauren Dreyer to the show. She is an author of Go With Your Gut, Then Keep Going, and she's also a mindset speaker. Welcome, Lauren. Thank you so much. I'm glad to be here. Great. So can you start by telling us a little bit about your journey up to this point and your backstory and what got you into this? Absolutely. So I my degree is actually in family studies and human services, and I ended up being a little bit more in the healthcare field. And after I had a couple of different jobs right after college, and I found myself, um, I was working from home before it was actually cool. And I found myself sitting in my office and just wondering, was this it? Is this, is this what I'm supposed to be doing for the rest of my life? And I refuse to believe that. So I got out a note card and I said, okay, what if I could do anything, no matter how crazy it sounds or feels, what could it be? I believe I had six or seven things down on that list and I started crossing them off when I said, no, no, maybe not that. I came up with two. It was a speaker and a personal chef. So after a conversation with my mother, who is an optimist, but a realist with me. And she said, here's the roadblocks I see. So we crossed off personal chef. And I said, I'm going to be a speaker. And she goes, I think that's great. And I think you have one heck of a message. I grew up with scars. I had uh, birthmarks when I was born. I had about six or seven uh, surgeries before uh, I was like six. And then I grew up with those scars. And so before I knew it, when I was in my probably mid-20s or so, I had so much just native self-talk from even just looking in the mirror and thinking, I look different. I never told myself that I was ugly or anything, but I looked different. And that was every time I looked at myself, I thought that. And so I wanted to, I decided I wanted to be able to talk to people and be able to change that for them because nobody wants to end up with that feeling. But I also realized at that point that I didn't have, I had hardly any confidence, not nearly what I needed. 
And so I was at that point, I was waking up angry for absolutely no reason. And I had no idea why I was a happy kid growing up. And so I, I didn't know how to deal with that. So I got down a journal and I started writing. And when I say journal, I mean a 10 year old spiral that was sitting on my shelf. And I just started writing. I was shocked the first time I did it. After about 10 minutes, I had a weight lifted off of me and my brain was clear. I was able to process the stupid things that were going through my head that really didn't make any difference. And I was mad at people for no reason. Two weeks later, after doing that every morning, my mindset started to change. I started looking at things differently and saying, a lot of the things that have been stopping me or making me unhappy are things that I have been putting in my own head. The things that I'm saying, I can't do this. So I decided, I said, okay, what can I do to change? What can I do to change my life? I enrolled in a uh, online public speaking class. Yes, I said online. (laughs) I ended up going to a Toastmaster club, which is, um, for anyone who doesn't know, a professional speaking, professional organization, uh, leadership, all of those things and polishing that. I went to that first meeting terrified. I came out of it so excited, so on fire. And I said, this is where I'm supposed to be. Ever since then, I have been on such a mission to build myself. And as I was going through that and saying, I'm going to speak to people about self-image and I'm going to help people build their confidence from the inside out to get past that uh, outer image, I realized that self-image is a somewhat smaller part of mindset. And then I just ended up developing this huge passion for mindset, being able to shift it, being able to pull yourself out of a nasty day or being able to say, I'm setting all these roadblocks for myself. I'm the one that needs to work through all these things. I'm the one that's telling myself subconsciously that I can't do it. I've been blaming it on all these people for so long when... It's me. It's me saying I can't figure this out and having that like defeated attitude instead of saying, instead of I can't, how can I do this? How can I get resourceful? How can I build that community and build that network to help myself? Who can I, how can I invest in myself? How can I, how can I build that in myself every single day? be able to keep that going. And now I have this fire somewhere and I I just can't get over it. So I decided to write a book and add in it all of my childhood memories, experiences, how it affected me. But it's in the format of here's how I started and here's all the tips, tricks, and the things that I've done 
to get to where I'm at and to keep on going. Yeah, that's awesome. Wow, I love it. And I think you're so right. I think so many people, it, they haven't tapped in fully to how different exercises like journaling regularly can really help us uncover or start to see patterns that sometimes we don't catch them, right? Just going right. about our day and our busyness. And I've talked to so many people now that have said that, right? Like once I started journaling for quite a bit, I started seeing patterns I didn't even realize were going on, you know, because it was subconscious or, or whatever. It's shocking. So I love that you started doing that and you started seeing the big change that started happening. So that's so powerful. And I love the work you're doing to help people because, you know, it is, it's like literally sky's the limit when we start realizing that there's so many possibilities and potential for us, you know, if we just stop getting in our own way. I think that's fantastic. Absolutely. It's, it's insane how much fear we have built up in our subconscious that once we learn how to, I like to say, become friends with that fear and work with it, mm-hmm. how much we can work through it and do the things we want to do instead of staying in fear. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk a little bit more about the journaling piece because you know, there's plenty of people that haven't really journaled or they haven't journaled for self-improvement or self-reflection or even uh, healing. Cause you know, I've talked right. to some people where they use journaling for healing, you know, either, right. you know, whatever it might be traumas or just feelings or whatever it might be emotions, right. something that happened to them. So can you share a little bit with us about journaling techniques that you found worked for you or was it, a, was it just a consistency or what, what was it? Um, it was a couple different things. So I started out just getting my frustrations out and getting my thoughts out because I, like I said, I wasn't, I was waking up angry. That's a horrible feeling and not one that I was used to. And so I was so conflicted. So when I started just writing those things out and saying, you know, just whatever was on my mind, like, I'm so mad at this person. Why did they do this? This was horrible. And like, literally as if I was almost yelling at that person, but writing it on paper. Mm -hmm. And just, the more I actually just wrote it down, instead of taking out my frustration on them or someone else or whatever the case may have been, my, my boss, anything, I realized that the things that I was mad about A, weren't worth being mad about. Mm -hmm. They didn't come from anything. If anything, I was mad about something else and they were someone there to take it out on. Mm -hmm. I was angry with myself or maybe where I was. And I needed just a way to process. And I figured out really quickly how therapeutic and... Well, I mean, it's not hard to do it. You just have to get over the fact that you're sitting there writing in a journal because so many people are like, yeah, that's stupid. No. But once you actually sit down and do it, it took 10 minutes. Some people say, you know, a lot longer than that. Well, I don't have a lot longer than that. So it started out just writing out frustrations. And then I realized I could shift my mindset with that. And I did that for a really long time. And it naturally went into, I started out with 
what, when I figured out that I wanted to celebrate the little wins, because if you celebrate, if you only celebrate big wins during your day or in your life, they're not going to come nearly as often. But if you can celebrate all those small things, I started out by saying, how cool is it that I did this? How excited can I get that I did this or this happened? That was the beginning because I wanted to double down on those wins. Mm -hmm. And then it was, here's the things I have to do today. This is how I want this to go. And I would set the intention for, I'm excited for this, but this could trip me up. How do I want to get past that? And it, when I go through it section by section, it, it seems like it would take forever. But when you just kind of learn to think through it like that, it just kind of becomes automatic. And it doesn't have to be a lot. But I started doing that intention and then figuring out how I wanted to get through those more difficult things mm-hmm. and always ending with gratitude. What am I grateful for today? What what can I be thankful for? Because we've all got much more to be grateful for than we even realize. And I've learned that when you end with that gratitude, it's really hard to be frustrated. The brain doesn't know how to be frustrated and have gratitude. So when you end with that, you can move on and your day automatically has a much better start or whenever you're doing it. The other thing I discovered was sometimes it's not as long. Sometimes I need to come back to it. Mm-hmm. And it's not, it's not a, it doesn't have to be done at a certain amount of time. If I have a rough morning, I bring it with me. Right. Because if I catch 10 minutes to myself and I'm having a rough morning, you better believe I pull it out and say, how can I, how can I fix this? How can I clear my brain instead of, because when I don't, when I do that, the rest of my day is drastically better. When I don't do it, I'm so scatterbrained and like I can't concentrate. So I kind of automatically have a kind of guide that I follow. But I also actually, I don't know if you saw it on my website, I have a, um, a little guided couple of pages for people to follow along. I've had a bunch of people ask me, like, how do you even start? I don't know how to start. And all it takes is a, maybe a couple questions right. to start how you're going to do that. And then your mind automatically starts just going through it and going through that process. Mm-hmm. So I, at this point, I just start out and I'm like, okay, you know, at the beginning of the week, it's Monday. I, this week's going to be awesome. And then by the end of the week, I'm like, I made it to Friday. I'm almost done. How can I win the rest of this week and almost giving myself that pep talk right. in the journal so that I can finish out my week strong instead of feeling defeated? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you brought up a lot of really good points there about journaling. I think the first is that we can use regularly journaling to process stuff and to see patterns going on in our lives. Yeah. But then also we can journal whether it's just little small reflective questions. Like I have a sheet I fill out daily too, like a daily prompt in mine, ask the similar questions. Like today would be a good day if, right. So it might yeah. be like family game night or how, who did I show gratitude towards? And, you know, so I ask those questions, but to your point. So then it's also being intentional with our thoughts by looking at, like you said, the small wins, 
looking at gratitude and how we, what we should be thankful for. So putting our mind onto more positive things. And then I like that you also use journaling to figure out like, hey, this is a struggle for me at this moment. This is a roadblock or this is a challenge or something that's irritating me. But how can I look at that and figure out a way around it or a way through it so that I don't take that with me, right? I don't take that big baggage with me into the rest of my day. So I love that you use journaling for all of those different, as a tool in many different ways, I guess I should say. Right. I uh, One of the podcasts I listen to is uh, the Brennan Show, Brennan Bashar. I don't know if you've heard of him. And he always talks about doing the journaling and saying like, you're going to have those things in your day that you're not excited about, that you know are going to be very difficult. So instead of saying, this is going to suck and being having a bad attitude about it, how can I make this the best that it can be? even if it is going to be hard and writing through it that way. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's great advice. I love that. So let me ask you kind of on, on piggybacking on that. I know one thing that you found to really help you have a more successful day and a successful week is setting up some structure to your day. So setting up a routine, different routines throughout the day. Can you talk to us a little bit about that and how that's helped you? Absolutely. So a lot of times I think we think, okay, we have a morning routine, but we don't think about the fact that we have essentially at least three routines. We have the morning, our afternoon, however you deal with that. And you know, maybe it's only at 30 minutes, something that you do. And then we have our night routine. And the afternoon is good for how can I bring myself energy for the rest of the day to get through that instead of hitting that afternoon slump and thinking I still have all day to go. But the morning and the night routines have helped me so much. And so my morning routine, first of all, I should put this out there. I hate the snooze button. I am someone who I my uh, watch is on vibrate so it doesn't wake up my husband and I can actually just get up early. I'm an early riser. but I get up and I am up and I used to just get up, be on with my day. And I, you know, my kids would be up pretty quick. I didn't get that morning, like just relax and center myself for just a little bit. It doesn't have to be that long. And then when everybody else gets up, the chaos ensues. Mm -hmm. So I get up early. I, I've been doing really good getting in a little workout that is new. I get up, I make my coffee and then I let it sit there and cool down for a while. I listen to a like 10 minute devotional. I journal for 10, 15 minutes or so. And then if I have time, the rest of the time is reading until the rest of my family gets up. I am a huge bookworm. And I have found that when I am reading information that helps me learn, helps me grow, keeps the positive thoughts in my head, it is drastic how much that has helped me. So I do all of those things every morning. And none of them take a long time, but I do all of them. And that just sets me up so that when the rest of my house gets up and like my kids are all over the place, then I can handle it better. Mm -hmm. 
because I've had my time for myself. Now, my evening routine sets up for my morning because instead of having to get up and say, assemble around the kitchen and make my coffee when I'm half asleep, I actually pre-fill all of my paws and my water and everything at night and put them right where they go. So in the morning, power, pop my pot in, press go, done. Takes 10 seconds for me to do that. I put um, I put my headphones out and I put my book and my journal all in a pile so I can just grab them and it's there. If I have anything else that I need to get done, if I have a busy morning, I take five, 10 minutes and I get it ready. A lot of people talk about setting their workout clothes or whatever they need to not forget in the morning. But having that ready at night so that the morning can go smoothly, it is shocking how much all of those things can engineer your day to go well. And then that afternoon routine, I used to be one that worked straight through lunch, sitting there, you know, checking my emails. And I eventually figured out that if I got up, put my headphones on and went and did a small little lap, physically got away from my desk. I used to have a lot of stuff in the morning that just sucked my energy out. Mm-hmm. And by the time I got to lunch, I'm like, oh my gosh, how much longer is this day? It's only lunchtime. But if I took even, you know, 10, 20 minutes to get out, get myself away from my desk, maybe go make a couple of phone calls that I needed to make regarding, you know, personal stuff or whatever, or I would listen to some songs that I knew gave me energy, listen to a podcast that I love that make me laugh, something to build that energy rather than sitting there and to keep working. Now, some days people get thrown off. I do it too. But being able to have that routine that you can kind of anchor down in and it's just automatic. I mean, obviously that's what routines are, but having that all throughout your day, something that sets up for that next stage, it is absolutely incredible that how, if you can figure all of those things out, how much easier your day goes rather than getting up and stumbling through it, however you need to. Yeah. No, I think it's, I think you're so right. I think, having structure to the different parts of our day. And like you sort of mentioned, but creating the day by design, right? It really does, even if it's only an extra 10 or 15 minutes at night, but doing whatever you need to do for your own schedule that will help you, like you said, have start the day off with more success already, right? And less frazzled, being less frazzled. So I think that's really good. That's good. So what about... What can you tell us about, you know, because you've obviously done a lot of mindset work for yourself. You speak to people on this topic. You wrote a book that was your, you know, your journey through this. But what are a couple tips you can share with us that we haven't already talked about, about how we try to keep a positive mindset or even how we just use it to maybe move into something new? There would be probably a few things. First, I would say find something to do most days of week, if not everything, that maybe only takes 
a small amount of time, however much time you have to yourself. I know how hard that is for some people. I have two small kids that it's impossible, but finding something to do that brings your energy back, whether that be taking a few minutes to yourself, whether that means giving your family something to do for a while so that you can go have 10 minutes to yourself, whatever that is, getting out and going for a walk to clear your head or doing a small art project or making, making a list, getting what I would call a brain dump out of like, if you're just scattered all over the place and you can't get it together some days, it helps so much to maybe make a list of every single thing that you have going and then saying, okay, these are the things that are my top priorities. These are the things that I need to get done now. And I've noticed that when I do this, I realize that I don't have quite as much as I have a lot going on, but I don't have quite as much as my brain's making it out to be. And maybe not all of them are as urgent as I'm thinking that they are. I can move this out a couple of days. I can move this out a couple of days or yeah, maybe I don't need to do some of this. So organizing yourself somehow to where you can clear your brain, maybe at the end of the day, because that tends to be when we're about ready to lose it. Finding something that gives you that energy that you just enjoy. And sometimes maybe it's like mine is reading or a newer one of mine would be the writing part. That didn't used to be something that gave me energy, but it is now. Or maybe it's uh, calling calling a girlfriend that you haven't talked to for a while that always gets you in a good mood. Something to that extent. But finding something that gets your spirits up. Reconnecting with someone. Um, the other one I would probably say is... This was actually a tip from my mother years and years ago is listening to music that brings you back to a really exciting time in your life. Mm-hmm. I'll age myself here a little bit. Mine is the 90s boy band era. Mm-hmm. I love listening to all those and you know they're upbeat and all of those things, but I turn that on and it just lifts my spirits automatically, but you know, whatever that is for you. And that doesn't even mean that you have to be alone, but it's very, it's almost immediate. So that, that would be some of my tips and tricks that I practice. Yeah. Fantastic. And actually I do the same thing. I try to find songs at that time. I mean, they might change for me over time. Right. You know, sometimes I find them for, cause I like them for running, but then I find or walking but then I find, oh my gosh, I like repeating it a lot before I'm getting ready to do something because it puts me in a really good mood, you know, or it puts me in a really peppy mood or whatever it might be. So yeah. I think those are great ideas. So let me ask you, how can people connect with you online and learn more about your, you know, your work with your mindset and then about your book? Absolutely. So um, you can always find me and connect with me on my website, which is livelifewithlauren.com. Nice and cheesy if anybody wants to remember that. My Facebook handle is Living Life with Lauren. 
And then my Instagram handle is live.life.with.lauren because without the dots was not available. So <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm easily reachable at any of those places. And the, my book is available. I don't have it on print yet. I'm working on that. And it's available PDF form or on the Amazon Kindle. There is an Amazon link on my website, or you can just type my name into Amazon and it will pull me right up. Awesome. Oh my goodness. A lot of great tips today. And I love your story and how you stepped through your own mind, mindset work to kind of just break out into being a speaker and author. It's such good stuff. So thanks for sharing with us today. And I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Absolutely. Thank you. And I just want to leave you with this idea that we choose how we see the world, right? The perspective uh, of our life and the things going on in our lives. We choose if we take the struggle and the hard things or the way we're perceiving people or ourselves. And we can decide, you know, what we want our life to look like based on that perspective and our attitude. And I would just encourage you to, you know, check in with yourself and see much like Lauren did. Are you often being upset with other people when really it's work you need to do with yourself inside of yourself? And I would just share this quote that I think is, you know, so fitting here by Carolyn Warner. She says, I am convinced that attitude is the key to success or failure in almost any of life's endeavors. Your attitude, your perspective, your outlook, how you feel about yourself, how you feel about other people, determines your priorities, your actions, your values. Your attitude determines how you interact with other people and how you interact with yourself. So I hope you will think about how you spend your time, how you set up your day for success, how you end your, your evening for, you know, reflection and setting up the next days to come. And I hope you will do the work you need to do to see, you know, the world in a more positive and thoughtful way and see, you know, what's the work you need to do? What are the things you need to change around you and in your life that you actually can control and you have the ability to change? And if you don't have the ability to change, those things, then obviously we have to decide what attitude we're going to have about those things around us. I think we do need to know what we want in order to define life on our terms. And we have to be willing to break the past scripts so that we can move into better and more beautiful and amazing things. Join our Facebook group called Building a Life You Love, where we will provide additional encouragement, motivation. We will answer questions and we will just give you more resources and support along your journey to define life on your terms and go after your dreams and find work that lights you up. And if you enjoyed the show, we'd love it if you'd subscribe and leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you have ideas for the show or guests that you'd like to recommend, I'd love to hear from you. So DM me on Instagram at Kristen Fitch or you can email me from the website. Thanks so much. And thanks again for listening in. Until next time, have a great week.